Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hey, I'm TNFW Neek, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastards. I'ma tell you how I like it from the back. Put my head play with my pussy, then you slap me on my ass. Hold up, go deeper, we ain't finna stop. Alright, today we got TNFW Neek jumping off the porch yeah. with us today. Yes, 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 yes. How you feeling today, sis? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling alright. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's <laughs> good to have you back in the A here with us. Definitely. Most sure. definitely. So tell us, what you out here working on in Atlanta? I just wrapped up my album, dropping September 9th, coming out, I think that's like six more days. Yeah, so I just wrapped it up, you know, put the final mix in, master, everything on it, so it's ready to go. For sure. And how would you compare Atlanta to back home in Oakland? Mm, I'll say it's totally different. It's more love out here, of course, because it's not home. Everywhere you go that's not home, they show more love. Back at home, they be hating until everybody catch on. So that's the difference. That's real too. Mm. So for those who wouldn't know, how would you describe life back at home in Oakland? Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> it's ghetto. It's turned up. You always got to defend yourself. You always got to prove something to somebody. You always got to basically stand your ground, stand your ten, and it's it get tiring. It's terrible. <laughs> I feel you on that. So how would you describe your childhood coming up out there in Oakland? Mm, my childhood, it kind of, that's kind of a reason why I do music, because my childhood, it put me through a lot. All that trauma I be trying to put in my music now, like I said, you got to go back to everybody want to see what you're doing, who you are, can you stand your tent, or they going to try it. So if you ain't fighting back, if you ain't defending yourself, they gonna take, they gonna walk over you for sure. I feel that. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? I'd say, Granny Park days. Probably when I was like 12, 11, 12. About to get into my teen years, yeah. That's when I had to start turning up, fighting, defending myself, like doing music. I started rapping, I did my first song. And when I was like 12, 13, I remixed You A Jerk by new boys. <laughs> <laughs> Called ourselves new girls, me and my sisters, but yeah, though. That's real. <laughs> so what would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned growing up? Mm, love yourself. Love yourself. Like women, they love men, they love what's trending, money, selling whatever, you know, they trying to get a bag, they trying to make something, they, they don't show no no, what's that word? Uh, morals, no self-respect. Like, so I had to learn to love myself. Don't get distracted by none of that. Like, even me doing music, don't get distracted by what these people got. Trying to keep up with them. These niggas gonna love you. Love yourself. 
So what would you say is the biggest obstacle you had to overcome so far in life? Uh, I'll say dating a rapper, breaking up, being in a public relationship. That, that was the biggest pain, embarrassment, everything that I had to overcome publicly and privately. Like, you know, you got to overcome something privately before you overcome it publicly. So it took a long time. He wasn't no rapper, like, you know, global, but it was local. So everybody knew him and it just was public. Our whole relationship was public. So that, I had, that was the biggest thing I had to overcome. Start loving yourself. <laughs> so let's take it back. So when would you say you started making music? Uh, I'll say 2014, 2014 is when I, I was just playing in the garage studio. Like, you know, I made Lie to Your Bitch. That was, yeah, I think that was the first song. Then I did Hood Nigga, just playing though. I didn't, you know, I didn't have hella followers on Instagram. I didn't have no platform to promote it. I didn't know nothing about promoting it. I just uploaded it on SoundCloud. I think it did like 200K. Everybody start fucking with me. Like, they just start showing love. And I'm like, okay, let me drop another song. Dropped another one. They was fucking with it. 200K, I'm like, okay. So I just kept going. But I wasn't taking it serious yet. So I just started doing still in the garage, thugging. I'm doing it because they fucking with me, shit. So what motivated you to start making music? My Seeing the people fucking with me, the fans, people stopping my family, people stopping my friends, malls. I was seeing how they was really fucking with me. And it was really... It was Be A Lady. I did this song called Be A Lady. That really would, you know, gave me a big fan base. Start, everybody started looking up to me because of what I was saying in the song. So I'm like, after Be A Lady, it wasn't even lie to your bitch or hood, nigga. It was really Be A Lady. So I'm like, okay, I got to get in more. Like, you know, definitely got to take this serious. Most so. self-respect music. Yes, yes, exactly. I make it more, though. <laughs> <laughs> Disrespect, self-respect, love. So when would you say you decide to take music full time? This year. <laughs> That's crazy how you can be rapping for so long. And when you do decide to take it serious for real, for real, it's, it's way later in life. But this year, 2021, January, is when I really started being outside 24-7, being in the mix, you know, going out, doing shows, like doing, going on tour. I went on tour with Big Larry for his birthday tour. You know, that was my first time being on tour, so it was lit. It was lit. This year, though, for sure. That's hard. How would you say you got your rap name? Um, Neek. Neek, it was just Neek at first, because my name Unique, and everybody was just calling me Neek. Neek, 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 you rapping, Neek, you dancing. Like, it just it's what stuck with me. And then my tag and every song, every freestyle that I did, I was They Not Fucking With Me. So the world kind of started knowing me by the girl that say They Not Fucking With Me. So when I started taking music seriously this year, it's when I tried to do, you know, Neek, my name, my, the promo behind me and everything, and realized it's a lot of Neeks in the world. And it's a lot of famous Neeks at that. So I couldn't do nothing with it. I had to add my tag abbreviation in front of it. So that's how I got TNFW Neek. They not fucking with Neek. That's hard. <laughs> What do you feel like brings the best out of you in your music? Mm, having family around, having genuine people around, that's when I'm the happiest. Like, I could really be my full potential, like what I know I could be. 
when I got the more support I got around me, which they probably don't know because I don't really ask for support. I don't really, I just get mad. You don't want to, you don't want to fuck with me. You don't want to support me. Fuck you. Fuck you. But no, I really be needing that. Like, you feel me? That's what make me go harder. Seeing I got people with me. I'm always, you see, if she wasn't here, I was by myself. Like, you feel me? I'm always by myself. So when I'm family, genuine people around me, then I, I could be better. That's so, yeah. real. How would you describe your current thoughts on the rap game right now? I feel like, considering, I don't want to sound cocky, but considering I'm naturally pretty, it's people, rather than wanting to work with me, they compete with me. They don't want to see me pass them up. They acknowledge, no, they don't acknowledge it at all. They notice me, they copy what I'm doing, or they, you know, they show that they watching. But they don't want to help a sister get up. Like, you know, I'm trying to be rich too. We all want to be rich. but. I deal with so much competitive people, like people who could be genuinely cool to everybody else, but when somebody, you know, nice body, pretty, natural, it's competition. It, yeah. They fuck their head up. Fuck their head up, period. They don't want to work with that. You ain't about to pass me up. You ain't about to take my fan base. Shit, you ain't about to take my nigga. <laughs> Whoever. Yeah. That's how they be thinking. So they don't be thinking about, okay, she good. We could do something with her. Nothing. And then the niggas, they just want to fuck. So they ain't worried about doing nothing with me. So I feel like my look at the actual industry right now, music, all that, it's fucked up for women. Pretty women, natural women, it's fucked up. Because what you doing to, what you doing to get on? What you doing to get it? It's right there. What you going to do to get it? I ain't doing none of that to get on. I don't want it that bad. I don't want it that bad. I feel you. How do you deal with the pressure of a male-dominated industry? It sucks, because like I said, women, they already want to fuck to, you feel me, for you to get anything, get around them, you feel me, even assign to a nigga. Nine times out of ten, she fucking a nigga. Like, so it's, it's dominated by the nigga that they got so much control over it, they feel like that they can do that. Like, I can use women for this, that, 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 and then bring them up. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. So I could say, I, I brought you out the hood. I did this for you, you know? I feel like it's dominated by the men who think like that. So that's why it's like fucked up even more, you know? That's real. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest risk you took for your career that paid off? Mm, stopping what I used to do to make money. My life, I feel like it's probably money on my head for some shit that I done did, you know? Like just trying to survive. Do more of what you love in 2023. Meetup is the place where passions meet friendships. 
With communities for every interest, you're bound to find new friends. There are thousands of meetup events happening every day. Download the Meetup app and join in. Out the mud, and I feel like stopping that, it was hard. But you feel me, that was the biggest risk. Like, I had to stop my income. I had to stop everything I had going on just to make sure this is safe. My brand, what I'm creating, what I'm trying to be, what I'm trying to do is protected, you know? So I had to stop doing all that, and that's hard. I feel that. What would you say is the biggest sacrifice you had to make? Just in general? Yeah. Mm. I made too many sacrifices, shit. I feel like being alone, I had to sacrifice. I left my family, my friends. I really moved to Atlanta when I did move to Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta and everybody got to, had to relearn me again, like re-meet me. I came to Atlanta and just like cut everybody off just for my sanity, my peace, my mental. And knowing I needed people around, I sacrificed that just to, you know, self-love, do all that, you know, I'm speaking on, I'm preaching about. So I feel like that was a big sacrifice. I went in bad depression, lost all my weight, 109 pounds like that. So it's like, knowing I need people around, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want nobody around. I sacrificed that just for me. I feel you on that. How would you describe the music scene back at home in the Bay? It ain't no music scene. Like, everybody who do music, I know pretty much everybody who do music in the Bay. Like, rather I grew up with them or I just know them. So the Bay is not as big as it seems, but it is big. So I feel like it's still not no, how everybody think, it ain't no music scene like that. Like, it's the same people. They go home, they act brand new, they act Hollywood, they act bougie, they act funny with their own people. So when you go, and then a lot of people don't even want to go outside in the Bay. There's too much going on in the world and there's too much going on outside. So you don't really see no, no, no music scene there. You don't see people outside like you used to. You don't see people helping each other get on. You don't see no big ass record labels over there. Like you got Empire in LA, but that's about it. I'm from the Bay, so what we got out there? <laughs> it ain't really no music scene. On the radio, you hear all these out of state Global artists. You don't even hear the artists from the Bay. They're not creating no Bay music scene. I feel that. How would you describe the Bay's impact on the hip hop scene in general? Um, I feel like our goofiness, our uniqueness, it brings a lot. I feel like people take what we do as a joke, but then they take it and they remix it to make it something bigger. So I feel like they steal little things from the Bay and then they remix it in their own way to go blow up. They still ain't showing no love. They still ain't showing no recognition. But I feel like everything, back in the day, everything started in the Bay. Everybody fucked with the Bay, like Tupac. Everybody fucked with the Bay. The whole Atlanta fucked with the Bay. Now, they ain't showing us no love at all. Why you feel they're not showing y'all no love right now? I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot of talent in the Bay. I feel like it's a lot of confidence in the Bay, and they don't like our confidence. They don't like what we giving. You feel me? I feel like they're looking at us as competition rather than somebody that's hungry like them. You can't look at us like that. And I feel like it's because we used to be on top. 
and we start hating each other so much, it's teaching everybody else to hate on us. Shit, everybody comes to the bed, they think we pussy. They jumped Lil B, Q Madonna and them came, jumped Lil Kayla in our own shit. Like, so it's like, shit steady happening and the bay can't protect each other, but they could protect everybody else. Sad. I feel that. Let's talk about your new single, Alone. Alone, that literally came from the heart, literally. Somebody told me some stuff in the process of healing and I just literally put all that in the song. Like exactly what she told me, I just put my emotions, how that, whatever she said to me, how that made me feel, I just put it in the song in that moment. And it was like a, a letter that you just write, get, get stuff off your chest, wrap it up, throw it away type shit. I wasn't planning on putting it out. I wasn't planning on doing nothing with it, but I feel like it's, it speaks best about me. Like, you know, just something from my mind, my heart, so. That's real. What about Archibald? That's hard. <laughs> Drum Dummy, shout out Drum Dummy. He, um, he sent me that song originally for me and Famous Ocean and Kung Fu to be on. But I didn't know they was that young, how I was coming on that song. Like, I'm 25, so I could talk a little nastier than them. <laughs> they fresh 18, and I didn't know that. So when he made the song, I, I went crazy on it, and then they mama was telling me they're young or whatever. So I had to just, you know, put a second verse on there and went crazy. And I just created a challenge for it because of shit I know girls are do nowadays, you know, just promotional causes. And yeah, that's Archie Back. <laughs> Let's talk about Arch My Back Challenge. A challenge. <laughs> so. The challenge is you gotta balance a glass of water, a cup of water on your back and try to arch your back as much as you can, but keep your ass up. You can't let your knees slide Oh, It's the perfect arch. Try to see who can balance the cup of water without spilling it, but keep maintaining the perfect arch. So yeah. For sure. <laughs> so your arch your back challenge hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. The fans was trying to give me the it's like, this ain't no, when I first did it, they like, this ain't no arch your back challenge. You ain't doing nothing. I'm like, okay, now if I really do it, y'all gonna be able to, y'all gonna, gonna exactly. <laughs> so I don't wanna embarrass y'all. No, I'm just kidding. Let's talk about your upcoming project. They Not Fucking With Me 2.0. I, I dropped the album, They Not Fucking With Me already. So this is just like me taking it serious and seeing how far I came from my music. You could hear the difference, like the auto-tune, the, the quality, the everything. You just tell the total difference, the growth in my lyrics, everything. So They Not Fucking With Me 2.0 is basically saying I'm, I'm still introducing They Not Fucking With Me, Neek. I'm still introducing her and what she got going on, but just at a higher level, like, you know, at more advanced 2.0. We only going up. up. <laughs> Any features on there? Yes, yeah, uh, some Bay features. And then it's Kung Fu and Ocean, Famous Ocean. <laughs> yes, yeah, them. I got a, uh, after my album, I got a single drop in with Rory True. I don't know if y'all heard of him. Rory True, yeah. And then I got something coming with, um, hopefully, Sweetie. We waiting for her, her team to get back. I guess she in album mode, so hopefully we get that. For but. sure. Talk to us about your label. I'm independent, for no sure. label. No management. So I'm looking for management, definitely. I, I'm pretty much my own orchestrator. My family, I got a team who help me with stuff that I need help with. 
but just managing the music and the industry and distribution deal, any of that, I'm independent. Don't got nothing. That's real. What would you say is the biggest challenge that comes along with being an independent artist? You got to do everything by yourself, literally. By, by yourself, plug yourself in, get connected to yourself, get in where you need to be in. You got to do everything yourself. Put a name, build your, your own brand and your name by yourself. So by that time when it is time to sign, you got a lot. You, they can't bring you no 100K, no 200. Like, you show me the money because I already done did all this. So I feel like it's, it's cool because you get to build yourself however you want to do music, you could do music. Not controlled by nobody. So it's cool, but at the same time, it's a lot of pressure, it's a lot of stress. You don't got a team behind you. I feel that. Would you ever consider signing to a major label situation? Hell yeah. <laughs> I would. My goal here is to, I'm trying to get my family out, I'm trying to feed my family. If music work out, music work out. If it don't, it don't. Regardless, I'm still going to make a way for my family. So if that opportunity was to get on the table and they talking good money, then yeah, definitely. Yeah, spill. What else are you working on right now? Um, damn, I just told y'all about my singles. <laughs> Let me see what else. Clothing line. They not fucking with neat gear. So I'm not doing like everything that everybody else do. Sweatsuits, hoodies, and t-shirts and shit. No, I'm doing like real, I'm gonna put my time and energy in there so I could be on the level of Dior, Prada. You know, I wanna, if I'm gonna do a clothing brand, I wanna do something I know people gonna buy and gonna wanna keep buying. So that's taking a little longer because I'm doing it right. So that's what I'm working on right now. And then the album, that's it. Any last words and shout outs? Nope, TNFW stand for they not fucking with me, just in case everybody be thinking, thank God it's Friday or stuff like that. They be, <laughs> they be thinking of different abbreviations and stuff. And no, TNFW, it stands for they not fucking with Neek. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, they yeah. not fucking with you, Neek, and we appreciate having you today, sis. Definitely. Thank you guys so much. For sure. I'ma tell you how I like it from the back Put my head play with my pussy Then you slap me on my ass Hold up, go deeper, we ain't finna stop I could fuck you right, turn around and let me If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac Or drop a crispy fry between the car seats Or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat Then that wasn't a road trip It was just a really long drive Bada ba 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 At participating McDonald's